you're editing this, so you figure it out. Yeah, buddy. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put that. In, that's the stub at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, right there. I think so. <laughs> uh, Make the sound smart. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out tropicalmba.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. We got Ben from AuthorityEngine.com on the horn today, and I am like I am so excited about this, Ben. You know, there's a lot of people in the Dynamite Circle, like sort of in our crowd, who are bootstrapping brand new businesses and they're seeing a lot of success. And I relate so much to your business, not only because I'm your anchor client, but because I feel like, like I'm your spirit buddy on this one. Like if I were in your shoes, I would be doing exactly what you're doing. And I think you're going to have massive success with this business. So um, just to give people an idea, you've been in business for only four months and your run rate is almost $40,000 a year. So in other words, you are making more money running your own business than I was, you know, after I'd been in corporate America for three years. You know, so $40,000 is a pretty good salary back home. Certainly, certainly. And I'm definitely making more than I was back in the U.S. as well. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the business then. How did this whole thing come about? Because I remember we were at the table together in the resort, sort of kicking around ideas. Like, how did it come about? When I was digging around the DC, um, I was relatively new to the DC and I was really looking for an opportunity to jump on. Um, I was actively out there kind of looking for problems that people were facing. I wanted to come up with something that would solve a few things for me. Number one, I wanted to generate some type of income, obviously, um, and I wanted it to be location independent. But number two, I really wanted to use whatever it was as an opportunity to meet as many um, game changers and you know movers and shakers in the industry as I could. And I found that podcasting, number one, there was a lot of people asking whether there were podcasting agencies out there, whether anybody was offering services. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of answers. There was just a lot of questions. And then right. on top of that, the ability to provide these services, if somebody is running a podcast, then they're either they either are now or are probably going to be in the future one of the leaders in their industry. Uh, so it really pieced together all of those elements that I was really looking for. So I remember sitting at the table and like I had a big pain point. So I want everybody on the podcast to visualize this pain, but I also want you to Man, it's just started pouring down rain here in Saigon. I can't you hear, you hear the fuzz. I don't know if you can get rid of that, Ben, but... I'll do what um, I can. It's a nice sunny day here, so... If you go to this uh, Tropical Talk Radio post, Tropical MBA number 34. So I want you guys to go check out this blog post right now. And for anybody that's a business owner in the audience, I want you to imagine this process. After I get off the phone with Ben right now, I am going to export my audio... And then I'm going to put it in Dropbox. And then that's it. And if you don't get goosebumps, you're not, you're not a podcaster. Because everybody that's a podcaster knows all the work's still ahead of you 
once you finish recording the podcast. You have to edit it. You have to make yourself sound more intelligent. You might have to get rid of ums and ahs. You have to do leveling. You have to find photos. You have to uh, upload it to S3. You have to match it up with plugins. You have to write copy. Oh, you, I see so many podcasters who just fumble the ball uh, on the copy. And I know why they do it because they're exhausted. They just spend four hours editing the ums out of their crap, right? So what I love about, I remember I was sitting at the table going on the same rant, Ben, and I was like, man, if I could just Dropbox it to you and it would just be a no-brainer, that would be a great service. And that's what you've created. Yeah, I think it was later that week that I emailed Taylor and said, hey, I want to start editing the LBP. How about I take this off your hands? Yeah, okay, so let's talk about that. You emailed me and uh, you said you wanted to edit the LBP for free mm -hmm. for six months. And you remember what I said? Yes, I remember talking with you and Taylor and you had expressed some doubts because you were worried that if I did it for free, then I wasn't going to take it very seriously, which I think is definitely a valid concern and didn't even come up into my mind when I had first put out that offer. I just thought, you know, I want to offer him something that's win-win for everybody, uh, that's, you know, knock it out of the park. So I'll just offer it to him for free. But that actually wasn't what you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I knew how much work it was. And I was like, you know what? I don't want a tourist working on this. Like, forget about it. And I actually said no. I was like, no, I don't want that to happen. I'm not interested. You know, it wasn't until Taylor came to me and said, you know, Dan, I made all these SOPs. And it's so clear what to do for our podcast that I think Ben can just do it. And if he, he flakes out on us, it's not going to be a big deal. And it was having the SOP that sort of uh, allowed us to become the anchor client. Definitely. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about SOPs, but I just want to walk people through sort of the process that I see at play here. Authority Engine is sort of this schlep business, which is this Paul Graham idea of it's sort of overly obvious, right? All you're doing is you're helping people publish podcasts. People might say, oh, you know, that's not, you know, everybody's struggling for business ideas, you know, like you got to reinvent the wheel, but you're actually doing something that's pretty menial, right? Like um, it's just there for the taking. Yeah, it's actually kind of fun. Whenever people ask me what I'm what I'm working on and I tell them podcast editing, first of all, you know, it's kind of fun that some people don't recognize what a podcast is. But um, number two, people are like, oh, well, that's pretty simple. You know, like it's it's kind of like writing or it's kind of like, you know, it, it's a very simple service based business that there's a lot of people out there that need it. There's a lot of people that can really benefit from it, but it just hasn't caught on as a as a valid service yet for some reason. Um, so that's what Authority Engine is here for. One of the things that, Ben, when I like push, and I remember, I think I gave you this speech in person, I get so much value out of mentoring people. You know, like I would, of course, we all love to give advice. And, and for me as a lazy business guy, like I would much rather help you grow your business than have to go do my own business because that's a lot of work, you know? <laughs> um, so, so I love being a mentor. And I especially love it when people take and implement my advice, it's like, whoa, that's amazing. This guy actually did it and you're actually seeing success. And, and that's why I'm so happy to, to, you know, I'm actively helping you get clients and stuff, not helping you. Whenever I can mention it to somebody, I was just talking to Travis Jameson. I was like, I can't believe you don't use Authority Engine. You're crazy. You would have, you know, of course, Travis is great on podcasts. He needs to have his own. He needs to get a, become an Authority Engine client and he will. Actually, you have some can you name drop some clients? Yeah, so a few of my clients right now, I've got uh, Jesse Lawler. He's got yeah, the Smart buddy. Drug Smarts podcast, uh, which is a fantastic podcast. I really look forward to that one every week. 
I've got Dave Duffield, who produces, it's called Betting 360, and it's actually a horse racing and sports betting podcast, which is really interesting. I love Dave, by the way. He's a super quality guy. Got a couple other clients. Um, I'm helping with a couple of interesting projects, one of which is John McIntyre's new launch for his email marketing podcast, uh, which he's actually got some pretty big names coming on there. So a lot of exciting things going on. Okay, so you've got a great client list. So let let me me roll back the clocks here. The advice and, and the speech that happened on that day the day you decided to start the business, when you were like, hey, this has got to be real. I got to get clients. You went through this, this um, thing I like to call conception. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, bro, you know, well, I went off hanging out and partying and you sat in all day long figuring out what you were going to do and how much you were going to charge for it. Mm-hmm. And that's a difficult process. You remember me like going back and forth, like, is it truly valuable? What's the pricing going to be? And it was a lot of gut calls. You remember that? I was like, you know what? I, I wouldn't pay for that. Or I would pay for that. So how did, what did you come up with? The hard part for me, it was, it was a very difficult choice for me because I didn't quite understand at that point, the sheer amount of value that I provided for clients. I didn't quite have my head wrapped around what it was, the essence of what it is I actually provide. The podcast editing part is actually more of a menial, menial part of the aspect. The real value is what you just said earlier when you're done recording, you literally just upload it to Dropbox and you're done. It's so hard to express how much time, effort, and mental drag that saves you from. Yeah. So, so you sat down basically and you were like, well, I'll write the copy for you. I'll write the headline for you. I'll upload the photos. I'll blah, 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 blah. And so you made like a list of things and then it was like, here's what the price is going to be, right? Yes, yes. And then, so the other thing that I'll say on that is that has evolved over time as I've learned what clients want and what clients value more. So I've put together a few different packages based off of what different things tend to go together and how people value them when they look at it. It's so cool to see how your sales pages evolved, you know, because at the beginning it was like, I remember going to it and you basically had a chart, you know, and you were like, checkbox, <laughs> checkbox, checkbox. If you want like the premium service, I think for lifestyle business podcast, I have like the premium service. And then for tropical talk radio, I have like a lower level of service. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Is that because of how do you, how do you decide that? These services are broken up into what comes with the service. So the basic editing package is essentially editing. Uh, we publish it for you. We write up the show notes, we link everything out. Um, then the next packages that go up from there include things like transcriptions and social media to really spread your podcast and to add an SEO element. Yes. Yeah, so this is actually, it's a great exercise actually for us signing up to Authority Engine too, is because so we share our standard operating procedure for publishing with you, and then we update it. So I, I don't know, you got that email from me this morning where I was like, hey, I really like it when you fade the music at this portion of the show. Uh, please add that to the SOP. So we're actually like, you know, building out our procedures with working with you. And that's just the beautiful part of procedures in general. And, you know, being able to use something like Authority Engine is cheaper for me than doing it in-house, which to me is like just win-win. So anyway, I'm just gushing over your, your thing here, but... <laughs> Um, but I guess what I liked is like, I have this, uh, this kind of like mantra where, you know, man, you're just like a long ass sales page away from being in business. And this is a real example of you sitting down and writing the long ass sales page. And a lot of that is, is like just on the one side of the table, it's like, Hey, here's all the things that you're going to get. And on the other side of the table, I remember you coming to me and you were like, well, you know, it's going to be like X amount a month. And I was like, Nope, that's not 
I'm not willing to pay that much. Like it doesn't doesn't feel right to me, you mm-hmm. know. And then so we just kind of like you were like, well, the problem is is that like this is going to take me so long. And I was like, well, you know, I don't even care about that. And then so it was this cool sort of like you were developing your, that long ass sales page with your client. Now other people can click that freaking buy now button. That's how this stuff works. I love it. Yeah. And what has gone into that, like you said, is it was sitting down with my clients and talking to them about what it was they valued about my service. It wasn't me guessing. It wasn't me trying to figure out, you know, in some esoteric, you know, asking in forums and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I actually brought people in that wanted editing services and figured out exactly what they wanted and then pieced those into packages. Absolutely. I guess the, the big thing is, so, so like the next step is, and we're talking all the time, you know, like, you know, what would be the next move? There's so many opportunities on the table for you right now. Um, but are you creating SOPs for your business right now? <laughs> My business is full of SOPs. So every, every podcast client that I bring on, uh, whether it's a podcast creation client, whether you know with a, with a podcast launch, or whether it's ongoing editing services, each one has an SOP. I've also got SOPs for how my sales calls go, how my podcast reviews calls go for the launch series, and pretty much every process that I have in my business has an SOP at this point. Very cool. So I, I think one of the things that I love about that is you're basically in this this portion of, of bootstrapping where basically you're racing to hire. So I have this system called APHD. I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I shared it with you yet, but the A is apprentice, and that's what you did at Bad Lads, and that's what you did by helping me out for free. The next step is to productize, and that's what you did when me and my buddies went out on the town and you sat at home all day long writing is you were productizing your service. You were writing down everything you're gonna offer and figuring out how much it's gonna cost. And now you're in this stage called hire, which is you're basically in a race to hire. And in order to hire effectively, you gotta know what they're gonna do and how much it costs and whether it's even worth it. And that's how the SOPs, you know, that's where the SOPs come in big time because you know the biggest problem with your business is gonna be profitability, right? Certainly, certainly, and so I've been I've been testing out a few of the different um, a few different avenues with hiring, and the SOPs have been absolutely invaluable. I literally couldn't have tested out some of these different processes with hiring uh, without an SOP. So the next step is diversification, which is you know when you start your membership site and all that kind of stuff. That yeah, <laughs> I know you, I know you're busy, man. All the all the but, branches, yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I think let's talk about some of the stumbling blocks that, a lot, that you overcame that a lot of people get hung up on, man. You're, that day that you spent 12 hours, you know, writing down precisely what your business and service is going to be. I mean, honestly, for those of you in the audience that are struggling getting out of a, a freelance business or getting out of a job, can you honestly raise your hand and say you've spent 12 hours writing a long ass sales letter? If you haven't done it yet, you know, that's the place to start. Um, I think people abandon ideas too soon. You know, you, your first two months were really lean. You were telling me your revenue figures, it, you weren't at a $40,000 runway month one or two. You've been at it for four months to get here, right? Certainly, certainly. I, I think one of the other things like when I, when I look at you is like, you were turned down. The first person that you came to with a free version of your service said no. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, so I think, you know, you have to be able to inherently feel the value, like understand that there's value there and to persevere mm-hmm. because not only did you persevere through the no, that was when your business was free, but then you had to persevere through months of making virtually no money and just enough to survive. 
and believing that you can push it to a level where it's going to be a good, not only a good living, but a good business. And there's no question that this business has scale potential. So I, I think, you know, when I look at you, I just think of like, there's a, there's a fundamental amount of grit and willingness to work. You know, John McIntyre shares that as well, is that the first year in your business is going to be about you having a, a level of grit and determination that most people just don't have. Yeah. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it. That's really, that's really why my business has any value to anyone. If editing podcasts was, you know, very simple, took five minutes, nobody would pay me to do it. The bottom line for me is that this stuff is right in front of us. Like these ideas are, these pain points are visible. If you're engaged, you know, you were talking about looking around for problems in a DC, looking around for opportunities. Um, and then it's not going to be something that's handed to you on a silver platter. I mean, we're talking to a guy who, you know, this idea first came across your plate maybe seven months ago. And, you know, you just said to me before we got on the phone call that, you know, this week you've been, quote, up to your eyeballs and you've been up to your eyeballs since day one with this stuff. If you're not willing to be up to your eyeballs and, and work your tail off for less than you'd make in a normal job for a year while you're bootstrapping, you know, that's I just don't know examples of people who aren't willing to do that who don't make it. So a lot of times it's like, you know, there's just so much emphasis put on ideas and not enough emphasis put on the execution. And execution is another word for consistent, focused, daily action. Yes, I think so. I think there are two two main elements of why this works. And one is execution, just doing the work. Number two is that I actually solve a painful problem for people. I haven't had to go out and actively bring in clients. Most of my clients come from direct referrals and those that haven't, you know, either I've been talking to them in, in like at a, at a bar, getting a beer or, you know, it just kind of falls into place because they're like, oh, well, yeah, I've been doing with this. I'm trying to hire a VA and he's not doing a very good job. And, you know, I have to deal with him a whole bunch. Um, dude, it would be so helpful to me if you could just get this out of my hair. I see what you're doing. Like there, there's probably some naysayers in the audience. I, let's let's allow for that. There's probably people saying, ah, yeah, you know, you live in Chiang Mai, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, this service isn't going to last. But, you know, that might be true. But I think, you know, what happens when the service goes kaput? You know, you've got all these relationships with entrepreneurs now. Um, I bet we could spitball a bunch of other services that you could provide to your client base at this point. And I think that's kind of the, that's, that's the security that's the asset that a lot of people that are unwilling to make the jump don't see. That, yes, Authority Engine might go bust in three months, but you'll be in a great position to make the next move at that point. Exactly, exactly. And what this has set me up for is, number one, uh, now I have, like you said, this client list, and all of, the, all of the people on my client list are movers and shakers. They all have audiences. Uh, number two... As I've gotten to know my clients better and gotten to know podcasting and the ins and outs, the strategy behind it, all of that kind of stuff, I've come to understand more what podcasters need to really be successful. And so that now I'm at a, at a position to where there's enough opportunities to go in many different directions. I just have to figure out which one is most beneficial, which one people need the most, and then go in that direction. And, you know, like you said, it might all collapse tomorrow, but I'm not worried about that one bit. Rock on, man. Well, uh, 
You're an inspiration to us all. And uh, thank you for just clearing this headache out of my business. It's been, uh, you're definitely solving a pain for us. Uh, people can uh, get started on their own podcasts or they can get regular editing and posting services at authorityengine.com. Let's have you back in a few months, Ben, and see where you're at. Absolutely. Thanks a bunch, Dan. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do. Plus, give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say, hey, check me out on Twitter at Tropical MBA. We'll see you soon.